Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. In a level of, yeah, you're not surprised, everyone's got a take on this indictment of President Trump. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Find everything at TonyKatz.com. And I, I will get to you uh, my conversation with William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, LegalInsurrection.com, about what it is we know. You know, I spoke to him earlier. What it is we, we, we knew then about uh, the, the indictments and, well, what legal jeopardy could mean for Trump. Did Trump do any of this to himself? And then really get into the, this has been a nonstop assault and attack from the political left on one guy for over seven years. This isn't... This is not valuable to America. This isn't even American. This is obscene. This is banana republic craziness that's going on. It's disgusting. And I don't care if you hate Trump. It's meaningless to me. I couldn't give a damn if you're okay with just go after him, go after him, go after him, go after him. Let's find the crime however we can. You're you're not American. You're twisted. And... Well, I'll get into what I think has to be done about some of this because some people got to learn. Sometimes the only way you learn is is through pain, but you got to hear hear me out before before you think I'm saying something really savage. I'll I'll get to it. Elon Musk says uh, that the Justice Department risks losing the trust of the American people. What does he mean risks? What the Elon? What the hell do you mean risks? He, he put out on Twitter, there does seem to be far higher interest in pursuing Trump compared to other people in politics. Very important that the justice system rebute what appears to be differential enforcement or they will lose public trust. Too late. Too late. What public trust is there? The answer is there's none. Absolutely none. And then you hear people like Jen Psaki Former White House press secretary who now has a show on MSNBC talking about how Biden is so good and how the institutions matter so much. I mean, one, I think it's really important for people to understand. I mean, Joe Biden is respects the rule of law, but also respects the separation of branches of power. And so when we're looking at how solemn today is, I mean, he nominated Attorney General Garland, who's operating independently, who also named Jack Smith. We all got to this moment and, and the president was criticized by including members of his party for being slow, for not pushing justice the Department of Justice further. He did that because that's how the system is supposed to work. And we are here because the justice system was doing a job. We'll see how it concludes. Mm-hmm. We don't know yet. While she's saying it's a solemn day, she's smiling ear to ear. Good Lord. All these disparate groups, all, by the way, who report to the president. This isn't a separate branch. It's not a separate branch of government. Congress is a separate branch of government. The judiciary is a separate branch. The DOJ is under the purview of the president of the United States. What is she talking about? This, the, the, the lost thing is something that we've been discussing here for a while, guys. You and I have been having this conversation for years now. When the faith is lost in the institutions, there ain't nothing left. And that's absolutely where we're at. We're at that. People don't have faith. They absolutely look at this uh, indictment and are like, Banana Republic. And now the question is, what does this indictment really mean? Why is Trump getting indicted, 
But Biden isn't. If they both had classified documents, why Trump and not Biden? And then what about the timing with this whole Burisma insanity of, of this form that the FBI was trying to keep from the House Oversight Committee until Oversight threatened Christopher Ray with contempt, and then the FBI Director Ray said, okay, here you go. Well, it shows some really potentially ugly stuff that needs to be investigated. Why isn't that being investigated? And then the day that the Oversight Committee gets the stuff from the FBI, that's when Trump learns about the indictment? Oh, holy hell. I spoke with William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, uh, about this. Let me share that with you. And then let me get into the breakdown of what I think needs to happen next. Because I'm not interested in retribution. I'm interested in rationality. And and I'm going to be talking more like this. So just something to get ready for. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz Today. So you've got the indictment of Donald Trump, but no indictment of Joe Biden. But you have the information from the FBI to the House Oversight Committee about Joe Biden and possible bribery. And Lord only knows if anything's going to come from that. Guys, welcome to the show. Tony Katz Today. Good to be with you. William Jacobson joins us right now, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. And sir, you can't get too wonky. There is absolutely no level of wonkiness that we can't get into because what we have to understand is what these DOJ charges are about and why they would be different different in the case of Donald Trump versus Joe Biden versus Mike Pence. And then add on top of all of that, We learn about the whole uh, FBI handing over that document, the FD-1023, which seems to show some connections to Burisma and payouts. And on that day, that's when we see the indictment. But let's start with the basics. What is this indictment on President Trump? What is it that the DOJ is saying? Well, we don't know for sure. That's the the short answer. Um, We know what Trump's attorney has said he believes is in the indictment. And there are multiple counts of Uh, obstruction of justice. There are other things that are related to his not just possession of documents, but what happened with the documents, the failure to turn them over to the Department of Justice when requested to do so. Allegedly, we suspect the charge will be lying about what was turned over, hiding documents from them. So this case is and you know me i'm no fan of joe biden but it's not quite the same as the joe biden or mike pence cases if it is the charges are what we think which are obstruction of justice not the mere possession of the documents so obstruction of justice is uh supposedly one uh, of of these uh charges and the other one is uh, allegedly conspiracy but how is um how is it an obstruction of justice charge against President Trump for having the documents when the archives knew he had the documents as we have been told and they've admitted to and a lock was actually put on the door where the documents were put on by the Secret Service? It seems hard for to get our arms around the idea of obstruction of justice when Trump was working with those who wanted access back to those documents. Well, again, we don't know what the factual basis for the charges will be, but I suspect it's not the mere possession of the documents that they're viewing as the obstruction of justice. It would be the interactions with the Department of Justice and with the FBI regarding the documents and what was done with the documents. So I I don't think 
you know, again, as much as I'm a critic of Joe Biden and the double standard that absolutely applies, they're not quite the same cases if the obstruction of justice is not the possession of the documents, but what was done with them after the FBI requested their return. The whole after, and, and the, you have the story, by the way, at LegalInsurrection.com, Trump indicted in Mar-a-Lago case. Everybody should check out LegalInsurrection.com. What was done afterwards? They, they weren't posted online. Uh, they weren't uh, in, in the possible possession of a drug-addled son as the, uh, Hunter Biden was staying at the house in Delaware where classified documents were in the garage hanging out by the Corvette. So what is the argument here? What possibly could have been done? Well, we don't know, and that's part of the problem. The only thing we know about the indictment, frank, frankly, is what has come from Trump on Truth Social, which is simply that he was told he's going to be indicted, and what his lawyer, trustee, has said on TV. We don't have the actual document, so everybody's speculating now what it will be, and I think that's you know part of the problem. Based on what trustee said and what others have reported based on leaks, which may or may not be accurate. The classification of the documents is not part of the criminal charge. So again, that's another thing that distinguishes this case. They're saying that it was, um, again, an obstruction of justice, lying to the FBI, um, perhaps moving the documents to try to conceal them. Again, I, we don't know, but that's what's being reported. And that's a very different case than the mere possession of classified. And I know people don't want to hear that, okay? Uh, and it is absolutely true that the DOJ has been corrupt in its uh, pursuit of Donald Trump. I mean, the federal government's law enforcement bureaucracy should not be targeting an individual and then looking for a crime that was committed. Absolutely. We should not be in the world of Beria. And, and, and for the record, I'm not asking you to tell me what I want to hear. So it's not, yeah. that is not why I talk <laughs> so, to you. We no, want to hear but what I, is. I see what's on Twitter. I see what's out there. And two things can be true at the same time, which is that the DOJ and other prosecutors at state levels have been absolutely politically corrupt in their targeting of Donald Trump. It's despicable and should be condemned. But at the same time, it can be true that Donald Trump may have handed the feds what they wanted on a silver platter. If it is true that documents were moved, there were lies about it, and I'm not saying that's true, but if that's what's reported, uh, if that's true, he may have handed them what they were looking for on a silver platter. And so uh, two things can be true at the same time. And even if there is evidence of obstruction of justice, uh, that doesn't uh, lessen the fact that the feds have been in hot pursuit of Donald Trump really since 2016 with James Comey and the FBI trying to set him up and the Mueller investigation and everything. So, so two things are true or can be true depending what the facts end up showing. Talking to William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. And don't forget to check out the foundations that he has built there regarding uh, critical race and, and how uh, education reform is done. Check it all out at LegalInsurrection.com. Um, it is absolutely possible in every single way. I don't disagree with you, but the, the conversation of seven years 
It's been seven years of this clown show of going after Trump and hoping desperately that something sticks. But what people are are bothered by is Biden had documents in his house. Pence had documents in his house, and I find all of it unacceptable. You're saying that the having of classified documents in one's home is not in and of itself the possibility or the probability here that the DOJ has moved forward. It's something that was done with the documents that is therefore the problem or the aha moment, the got em moment, however you want to describe it. That's what it appears to be. Again, until we see the indictment, we don't know. But based on the comments from Trump's Trump's counsel, based on what's being reported, based on leaks by mainstream media, which may or may not be true, that appears to be the case, that it is not the mere possession of the classified documents. It may not even be the removal of them from the White House. It would be what was done with them after the FBI made the request for the return. And that's where I think this case is different. And people need to wake up to reality, okay? Uh, and people need to not stick their head in the sand. Back in March, I wrote at Legal Insurrection that put aside the Manhattan case, the Alvin Bragg case, which really is flimsy. Uh, that doesn't mean there won't be a conviction by a New York jury, but it's really flimsy and political. The Georgia investigation appears to be political. This obstruction of justice case was the risk to Trump. And it's the one people needed to worry about. And I was saying this back in March, and now it seems to be coming true that he may have given them just what they were looking for. Now, it's very hard for people to accept this when it's very obvious that the Department of Justice has been desperately looking for something. You know, we discussed it just moments ago, and it's the idea of Leventry Beria, who ran the the secret police, if you will, for, for, I think it was Stalin. Show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Is Is it possible possible for these charges to be looked at as not as nothing else other than retribution let's go for one more thing go for one more thing go for one more thing and the idea that this would be the thing that you can hang your hat on this see, he actually did this one thing which may or may not even be considered a big thing um this is going to fly with the American people. Now, that's a political question, not necessarily a legal question, but we should ask the legal part of that. If he moved the documents from here to there, that's that's serious jeopardy? Well, I think that raises another issue, which is, while certainly nobody is above the law, uh, it has huge political implications for the legitimacy of our government, the legitimacy of the Department of Justice. When you are targeting the chief political rival of the president of the United States. And that I think is really what's unseemly here, that to prosecute, I think a major political candidate, you have to have a higher standard. That was what James Comey said about Hillary Clinton. And Hillary Clinton, from what's reported, did things a lot worse than anything Donald Trump is being accused of. I mean, she actually destroyed documents. Okay, and she maintained them on a server, a private server off government property. I mean, she did really bad things and she could have been prosecuted. Should have been. James Comey made the decision that no reasonable prosecutor under the circumstances would bring the case. And part of that equation is we're in the at the time they were in the middle of a presidential campaign. And if you're going to take a major presidential candidate 
off the table for consideration by the voters, you have to have more than a technical legal offense. And now if the evidence is that Donald Trump turned things over to foreign governments, that would put a very different light on it. Nobody said that so far. If there was an argument that somehow foreign entities got access to these documents at Mar-a-Lago, that would put a very different patina on this. Uh, but nobody has said that so far. No leaks have said that so far. So what they're doing is they're finding a technical legal crime. And as we know, I think there was a, a book written, I think it was, uh, I forget who wrote it, you know, three crimes a day that every person in this country probably violates three statutes at some point in the course of your normal life. And, and that's really the problem here. You're taking a major political candidate out of contention by trying to prosecute and imprison him on what amount to technical legal crimes, not any real damage to the nation. And, I'm, and that's the problem. And I'm glad you brought it up uh, that way, talking to William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. And that's just it. It, it we're, we're playing in the world of technicalities. While we don't believe anybody's actually above the law, we certainly don't believe in this weaponization of the institutions. And we have people out there who are desperate to tell you that the institutions must be upheld. Jen Psaki and MSNBC went on a tear about that this morning, how important these institutions are, how Joe Biden is a man who believes in the law and clearly Donald Trump is not. The institutions must be believed and upheld this about trump which i hear what you're saying we only know trump's side of it we haven't been able to read the actual uh, uh documentation but based on on what trump is saying before we get a little bit further do you think people are blowing this out of proportion do they have to wait to see the everything or is the indictment itself enough of a oh holy hell what is this again well Again, I think we need to wait to render a final judgment here, but it is extremely troubling given the history. This isn't something that just happened. Okay, This has been, like you said, seven years in the making. This has been a seven-year hunt to get Donald Trump. Given that, and given that we're in campaign season, I think it is legitimate to criticize this even before seeing in the, the indictment. Now, people's minds may change if there's something really shocking in the indictment that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard to believe it wouldn't have been leaked already to the New York Times, right. but unless there's something shocking there, unless there's something showing real actual damage to the nation, unless there's something showing that uh, secrets of the United States somehow got into the hands of our enemies, it, th if there's nothing there beyond a technical uh, process crime, I think people have to question why is the federal government trying to interfere in our electoral process? William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor of the Mind Behind LegalInsurrection.com. I always appreciate him being a part of the show. And he's right about a couple of things, you know, based on when we had this conversation uh, just this morning, there are things we know and things that we don't know. And there are things that technically could be an issue. And so we should be honest and clear about those things. The other part of it is, 
it's clear that they keep going after Trump again and again and again and again, that this is, as Trump has called it, a witch hunt. This is going to bring people to his side, and none of this is American. Every part of this is very banana republic. I'm going to get into that because we continued the conversation on the other side, uh, the conversation about Burisma, this forum, the FD-1023, the FBI handing it over to the House Oversight Committee, what it is they saw, what it is they learned from it, And we will get into that part of the conversation coming up because there's more than just this Trump indictment while Biden gets no indictment. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. I continued my conversation with William Jacobson. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz Today, guys. It's good to be with you as always. And this indictment of Trump, I I get it. It's ugly stuff, and it's much more than about, did Trump do this, did Trump do that? This is about the revenge state. And I've got some very, very specific comments about the revenge state, because I don't think that Republicans need to engage in revenge. I think Republicans need to engage in rationality. I'll get to that in a minute. But in my conversation with William Jacobson about the indictment of President Trump, President Trump announcing it and what we believe is 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 in it. And I always appreciate him getting into, look, this is what we know, but it could be this. And Trump could have done this and could have done that. But that is uh, even the secondary to the idea that here is the political left never stopping attacking him, looking for ways to destroy him. And this conversation of Laventry Beria. Show me the man and I'll show you the crime, uh, as we know from the days of, of the Soviet uh, secret police and the KGB. Just you'll find you just find a way for him to be guilty. It doesn't matter if he is or he isn't. And that is certainly an un-American point of view. But in addition to this, this conversation about the indictment, we got into a conversation about what we learned from the FD-1023 forum that the FBI had regarding this interview that was done The whistleblower was correct that very possibly Joe Biden took money to engage policy decisions. Did he take a bribe? And a lot of what we've learned about this FD-1023 corroborates what the whistleblower said. Now, it doesn't mean that there's proof. It means that the allegation is here from a credible witness who the FBI has paid over $200,000 to for the work he has done in getting them credible information. That's what it means. So I continued this conversation with William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind legal insurrection, about this FD-1023 and the peculiar nature of the timing of the indictment announcement. The other part is where they're going to question is they're going to question the timing because it was the House Oversight Committee, because of the pushing by Republican James Comer, they were act- they were able to get access to the FD-1023, this FBI form that basically documents the investigation that took place. A, a confidential source, a confidential informant, high level, uh, who stated uh, that, well, exactly what the whistleblower said, this was a possible bribery scheme that Burisma was giving $5 million to Hunter Biden, $5 million to Joe Biden to get things done regarding a Ukrainian prosecutor while Hunter Biden was at Burisma. The only reason Hunter was at Burisma was to be able to get access uh, to Joe Biden. Um, And it was about trying to move this prosecutor out who was looking into Burisma, this, this energy company out of Ukraine, looking into their business 
dealings on the day that they get to see the documents and damning commentary from representative marjorie taylor green damning commentary from secretary mccarthy and others that's when the indictment comes out the 1023 isn't enough to say joe biden is guilty but is the 1023 enough to say why hasn't there been a full-scale investigation into what the hell has happened here well yes i I think there is i mean Again, this gets back to the double standard thing that if can you imagine if it was the Trump family doing with the Biden family, there would have been multiple prosecutions by now, multiple uh, investigations, daily leaks to the press, uh, some made up, some not made up. So there there's no question there's a, a double standard. But when you know that you're a target of this malicious uh, prosecutorial hunt, you need to be super careful. You need to be super careful. That doesn't justify it. That doesn't mean it's okay. But that is the reality that we live in. When, you know, this was what happened during the Tea Party years, the Obama years, where the IRS was targeting Tea Party groups uh, with regard to their, you know, nonprofit status. You just need to be super careful. And we need to seriously examine what, um, is happened, what has happened with our federal law enforcement institutions that they have become political tools. William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, I know you're up against it. I'm going to let you go. Legalinsurrection.com, be sure to check him out uh, right there. His point's very well taken that um, for those of us on the political right, you have to be you know, aware and you have to be careful. The problem is, why is it that only we have to be careful? Do I think you're allowed to uh, break the law? No, I, I, I don't. And I don't think that Trump is or Biden is. But if we're going to play the game that only one of them is is subject to the law and the other one somehow amazingly, stunningly, we look the other way, how can anybody be okay with this? And what you are witnessing already, if you want to argue that there has been some irrational response from the political right in defense of this, you have to take a look at the response from the political left being thrilled about this. And when I say thrilled about this, uh, this I have Anna Navarro cheering uh, this thing. Anna Navarro was out there saying, I'm gleeful that Trump will be indicted. Why? If it's about classified documents, you would then want Biden to be indicted and you'd also be cheerful, but you're not because again, the standard doesn't work the same way. How does one run a country? How does one operate a country? How does a country thrive, move forward? If we don't say in one breath, yeah, this is wrong. And the answer is because that's not what we're all looking for. And what we're seeing again and again and again as, as William Jacobson is pointing out, This is another bite at the apple, another bite at the apple, another bite at the apple, just hoping they can get them on something. It's not the way the country should work. Because yes, if you were to look at anybody long enough, you'll find something. That's why Beria said the words, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. And that's what the left has gone out to do. This isn't a debatable subject, although people are more than welcome to debate it. 
This is what the left has set out to do with Donald Trump. Whether you like Trump or not is totally inconsequential. Whether you think he was a good president or not, who actually cares? We're talking about the reality of what has happened here, what has been done. And what has been done is this willingness, this desire to get the guy with like, 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 you know, foaming at, at the mouth and losing all control of your faculties that anything will work. Any manipulation will work just like the Alvin Bragg manipulation. Uh, of of uh, the, the Stormy Daniels payments. This is a clerical error. This isn't a felony. Oh, let's make it a felony. Is it possible that Trump knew that he had the documents and, and people said, or, or some government official said, don't move it from here to there, and he moved it from here to there, and that's the aha moment? It's possible, but it's not practical. It's not rational. It's not rational when we don't know who went to Joe Biden's summer home in Delaware and had access to the garage where the classified documents were hanging out. And maybe Hunter, in some level of drug-fueled rage, was selling them to the highest bidder. Why? That's not possible? Of course it's possible. And you would, if, if Eric or Donald Trump Jr. had a drug issue like Hunter Biden, that's all you would hear from MSNBC. You know it, I know it, everybody knows it. I think you should not make fun of a guy for having a drug problem. I think you have to recognize what is possible when you've already seen the shady business dealings of Hunter Biden. This is what has America sick. And this is not a way to run a country. The country cannot survive like this. It can't move forward. There's nothing there. And to the, the idea that I have to have faith in the institutions? Are you mad? I should have faith in an FBI led by James Comey who didn't prosecute Hillary Clinton. A, a, a James Comey who was absolutely working against the duly elected president of the United States. Andrew McCabe, who got fired for lying to other FBI agents. Peter Strzok, who saw himself as some kind of insurance policy against the duly elected president of the United States. I should trust these people? I should trust the DOJ that refers to parents who are standing up for their kids as domestic terrorists? That's impossible to do. And that's what's not happening. Now, I do believe that if you lose faith in the institutions, how in the world do you possibly grow the country? I, it's, a, it's a solid question. It's an important question and one that I don't have an answer to except to say, you don't. You can't. It can't be done. But the people right now who are telling you, you have to listen to the, to, to the institutions, our vaunted institutions, they have to be respected. What have they done to earn our respect? The IRS? Let's go back to the Tea Party and Lois Lerner and keeping people from engaging free speech. A scandal that happened under Barack Obama. Never forget it. I'm supposed to respect these people, trust these people? Not a shot. The FBI, no shot. The DOJ, no shot. The CIA, the CIA no shot. The CDC, <laughs> There's no way to have faith. There are no institutions to have faith in. And when we're told no one's above the law, and then all of a sudden we see that some people are above the law, it gets worse from here. Which is why I, I favor two very important things. Uh, number one, winning. Winning elections. I don't. You can tell me about stolen elections from now until the end of time. You actually have to vote and you have to do it like they do. They ballot harvest, you ballot harvest. They do uh, the, those ballot uh, corrections. You do the same thing. There's a specific term for it, and I'm forgetting it right now. 
They drive people to the polling place. You drive people to the polling place. If it's legal, you do it. And we may not like these things, but you do all of these things over and over and again and again. You give the left no advantage whatsoever. And then, and, and something that I'm pretty disgusted with my members of Congress with yeah, here in Indiana, you know, I'm based out of Indianapolis, and I was discussing this on my morning show uh, today. Why is Adam Schiff still on a committee? Why is Adam Schiff still on a congressional committee? A guy who lied about Trump and Russia, Russia, Russia for four years. Throw him off the committees. He gets no committee assignments. You're in power, Republicans. You might not be able to figure out how to create a debt limit deal, but this you can do. You did it to Ilhan Omar. Throw him off all committees. When Cory Bush says that Republicans just want to go back to engaging slavery and push white supremacist ideas, you throw her off every committee. Things will not get better until everybody understands that the rules can go both ways and everybody's willing to play tough. Once the left understands this, maybe they'll calm down. But the left is so used to being able to get away with anything they want and the political right just sits there with their thumb, well, wherever thumbs go, They just keep doing it and keep punching and keep hitting and keep fighting and keep attacking and doing the whole thing. And it has to stop. And it will only stop when they feel the pain. No one who lied to the country for four years about Trump and collusion with Russia lied, actively worked to divide the country, can be trusted on a committee ever again. It's not retribution. It's rational. Someone who sits there and calls half the country white supremacists isn't interested in bringing a country together. They're interested in division. What they say privately is what they say privately. What they say publicly is what they say publicly. But what they say as a member of Congress can get you kicked off committees. No committees for Representative Cory Bush. Until I see Republicans actually willing to fight, I'm going to be infuriated. And if Americans are willing to accept this double standard, then Americans are willing to accept a lot of horrific things that will mean no good things for them in their future. That's where we're at. There's no trust in the institutions. There's no faith to be had because they haven't earned it. And they're proud of not earning it. Not only are they proud of not earning it, they are desperate to not earn it. Because in their view, you who may be on the political right or in the political middle or just not on the political left, you to them are the one who shouldn't have a say in anything. You shouldn't get a say at all. That's what they're telling you. Trump shouldn't get a fair shake at all. Trump should be victimized until we can find a way to stop him. You you guys know that I'm not never Trump and I'm not uh, only Trump. If Trump's the nominee, I'll vote for him. Somebody else's the nominee, I'll vote for them. Me, I want to win. I like winning, personally. That's, that's kind of like my thing. But anybody who's okay with this is out of their head. Technicalities on technicalities on technicalities so we can finally say, or they can finally say, we got them. That's not a country. That's a banana republic. Win elections. Make sure they learn their lesson. Keep the elections fair, and then let's get back to being a republic. That's my plan. I'm Tony Katz. As you're traveling around central Indiana this weekend, I hope you will come out 
for the book signings. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Got two of them going on. The new book, Let's Go Barbecue. You guys know I do a show called Eat, Drink, Smoke. You hear it on weekends all across uh, the country. You hear it on WIBC. You hear it on WGCL. Uh, It is cigars, bourbon, lifestyle, grilling, food, just easy, enjoyable conversation. Uh, We talk about all sorts of stuff. Whatever they're talking about in a cigar lounge, we're talking about on the show. And we've written two books. We have a book called Let's Go Bourbon, which is a really interesting, simple bourbon reader, get you understanding what bourbon's all about and some recipes and famous quotes about bourbon. And then we have Let's Go Barbecue, the new book, Perfect for Father's Day, which is just around the corner. Let's Go Barbecue, recipes, tips, and tales from the pit. Much more involved book, more recipes, history uh, of barbecue, stories about what we've been through and understanding how to get you know somewhat good at, at doing this. The difference between uh, barbecue and grilling and all that, it's all in there. It's the perfect Father's Day gift. So we've got two book signings this weekend. We're going to be on the west side of Indianapolis in Brownsburg at Premier Arms, one of my great sponsors, PA Jewelers and Premier Arms. They sell firearms. They sell jewelry. It's got something for everybody. And we're going to be there from 3 to 5 p.m. on Saturday, June 10th, 3 to 5 p.m. You buy your book there. You can bring a book with you if you happen to have one. Or you can buy it there, and if you buy it there, you get a chance to be entered into a giveaway. We've got cigars, because they have a humidor there that we curated. We pick the cigars that are in uh, that that humidor. Uh, and then uh, a Benchmade knife, which is a fantastic knife maker, and a $150 gift card to Premier Arms and PA Jewelers. So it's the perfect Father's Day gift, the signed book, and then the opportunity to win all of that. We'll also have some Eat, Drink, Smoke swag. The hats and the t-shirts are in. Uh, the, the cigar sticks are in as well. So we've got those for you. That's Premier Arms PA Jewelers, 3754 South Green Street in Brownsburg, Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. And then on Sunday, we will be in Westfield at Big Hoppa's Barbecue. And Big Hoppa's was a big part of helping us get this book uh, together. A lot of their recipes are in the book. 3 to 5 p.m., 800 East Main Street, Sunday, June 11th. And every book purchased, you'll get a chance to win a $100 gift card to Big Hoppa's Barbecue. So you can get Dad the book, Let's Go Barbecue, and actual barbecue. That is that is the Father's Day one two right there. So that's Big Hoppa's barbecue Sunday, June eleventh, from three to five p.m. So join us on Saturday at Premier Arms in Brownsburg or Sunday at Big Hoppa's Barbecue in Westfield. Those are the two spots that you can join us this weekend, and you can find out everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. I hope to see you there at one of those book signings. I will talk to you then. Looking forward to the conversation. You can find Let's Go Barbecue at Amazon. And this, well, it's my show. I can advertise my own book. Just that easy. Guys, Monday, everyone. Take care. Take care.